folks, it's 8 a.m. and I hope you're having an amazing Friday because I am too. And today I'm going to brighten up your day even more by summarizing all of the three chapters that I was talking about last week and the week before and the week before that. So basically almost this entire month. And to make it easier for you, today I'm going to be talking about my favorite part and why, what I struggled comprehending the most, the why of the where, connections across all three chapters, and the classroom connection to the chapters. So let's get started. Globalization is the process by which business or other organizations develop an international influence or start operating on an international scale, according to the dictionary. This basically means, in simplified terms, that the richer people or the more affluent people will have to pay less price for good products which will aid them financially. In addition to that, this means that trade and travel across the world is enabled and the growth of technology and the usefulness of things such as steamboats or, for instance, internet and your alarm clock will work. Personally, for me, the hardest part to comprehend and understand was the law of the seas and the territorial sea, contiguous zone, the exclusive economic zone, or EEZ, and the high seas. This is just because they all, when I first and originally read it, they all sounded so similar because they were talking about sea and had numbers like 12, 24, or 200. But after rereading it and taking down notes on it and learning about it in class, I was able to understand that the UN Convention of the Law of the Seas was like a document signed by 150 countries. On the other hand, there were four zones, which was the territorial sea contiguous zones, the exclusive economic zone, otherwise known as the EEZ, and high seas. High seas is when water is beyond the EEZ and is open to every state. On the other hand, territorial sea is when it is up to 12 nautical miles of sovereignty, which means like it's 12 miles within the country. Before, they would do something where they would go and throw rocks but like the numbers varied so much so they just settled on a concrete number of just 12 nautical miles sovereignty for the why of the where i chose to do natural boundaries and why they're there and why it is considered a natural boundary for instance Near places such as China and India, there are humongous natural boundaries or mountain ranges that differ a country from them. For instance, near China's border, there is a mountain range which separates it from the majority of the European countries. On the other hand, near India, there is a mountain border which which separates it from Bangladesh. This is considered as an actual boundary in comparison to boundaries for instance in 
Africa, which are mostly geometric boundaries, and they don't tend to last and they cause war because it's so, it's evenly divided and that caused problems in economic reasons and maybe even like cultural or finance reasons. So one common reoccurring theme or connection I personally saw across all three chapters was the idea of globalization and technology. Just because from the early colonialism all the way to like later colonialism and time periods such as realism, impressionism, conservatism, liberalism, you could see the advancement of technology and how it affected people's life for instance before like traveling was harder but then after like or during the berlin conference time period it was easier to travel so more people were able to attend it from different countries and colonies in addition to that and like the next chapters and all the collapse of the communism wouldn't have occurred if the people or the citizens were advanced enough to defeat the government or in this case the main leader and boundaries and walls they all are built with modern technology these days like in order to prevent crossings and all that they have to use good strong resources and they have to measure it out all of that wouldn't be possible or as good as they are today without the technology it's influenced all the states and nations and our ways of life has it allowed for communication within one person to another person and helped globalize beyond what we have ever imagined and that's why globalization technology connects all three chapters together and ties them into one Okay, so one classroom connection to the chapters would be the escape room I did with my partner, Caitlin Dravoslavic, a few days ago. Those kind of time-consuming. It was way more fun than taking notes and way more interactive. And I achieved so much more and learned more than I even thought I would. It was kind of like a game, but it was really educational and everyone had fun from it. So first, I got to know my cardinal directions, which which always helps when reading a map. Second, we had to analyze maps and we had to watch videos where we learned about people's culture or how they might be a stateless nation, such as Palestinians who are living on the parts of Israel. And then we also got to understand why or like the concept of stateless nations and what they actually are. In addition to that, we used globalization, or technology more specifically, to complete our escape room. And overall, I just got to learn much more. So another thing, our classroom connections, this one day we took notes on all the walls that were there. And if we think about it, technically our classroom's a wall because it separates us from another classroom too. But back to the main point, that day when we took notes, we took notes on a lot of 
um, walls, such as like the North Korean, South Korea wall, the Berlin wall. And we got to learn interesting facts. I was like really surprised to learn that like certain countries build a wall and they're the countries that pay for it. And that applies to almost all the walls except for North and South Korea, which is like exactly, I think, 24 miles or some miles apart, which was so interesting to learn because I don't know. I thought like North Korea, South Korea would be like more angry and resentful and create it. But that seemed like a pretty peaceful compromise in comparison to like the U.S.-Mexico border. So for the why of the where, I also chose to do another one in addition to talking about open boundaries. I've also wanted to talk about walls and why they're there. Walls are typically built by one country in order to separate it or build a border of another country because of problems such as immigrants, terrorism, or maybe just them not being politically aligned or allies allies sorry in addition to that i also want to say in our world or in our classroom we always see globalization every day we get to see technology we use technology in my classroom i use technology to learn we take notes on technology we watch videos using technology so i think globalization is prominent and can be found anywhere in our classroom and school in fact Okay, folks, so that's all for today. I hope you had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun reading these chapters and learning a lot about it. So there's also AP Hug Review. Check it out if you want. And if you do, and then if you you end up doing it and then texting it back to me, and you score well on your exam, call us, give us a shout out on Instagram or something, and we'll reply back to you. And if you're one of the lucky winners, you get a $20 Starbucks gift card. So make sure to do that. Make sure to share my podcast and enjoy the rest of your weeks, fellow podcasters, because the weekend's coming up and we want you guys to enjoy it as much as I enjoy the Amsco publication book. So talk to y'all later. Bye.